I went to the shop the other day, and the corner store. I go to buy um, some, you know, supplies. You know, during my self isolation, and the person behind the counter is wearing a welding mask. Hey guys, welcome to the Chicken Chip Podcast. I am Mr. Rapid Cane Mate, and I am here with Pink Ranger914. And Drew plays. <laughs> well, this is our first episode. Welcome. We're very excited. We're going to be talking about a bunch of crap. <laughs> so get excited for that. I just, before we started, I thought it'd be good to kind of let you guys know who we are. And you know a bit about ourselves, um, Drew. If you wanna take it away. Yeah. So the other day, we were we've been going shopping for our family because Jen's parents are or Jen's mom is high risk, so we've been going out for doing the shopping mm-hmm. as much as possible. And um, so this does kind of pertain to our subject. And um, these like two shady as fuck people walk up to the car right next to us. Like there's one open spot to the left of us and then right after that is this sh- is this car two shady people walk up they look like they're trying to look in and maybe break into the car and it's happening right next to us and we're at the store and the dude there's a like a dude and a girl the dude looks over sees us feeding our daughter like <laughs> normal ass people feeding our daughter and they kind of act a little weird and then they walk across the street which but across the street's like one of the the highways uh, like a just a two lane highway to a uh, a um little hotel or whatever and then the dude comes back wearing a mask <laughs> he gets in the car starts it up with um not a key some sort of screwdriver i don't um question that much though because that's how i start my car because our ignition switch is messed up so i that's what i do it looks like i'm breaking into my car all the time um then some other a third party runs out with a cart dumps a cart full of merchandise into their car and they drive the fuck off <laughs> and i was like what is going on so i do the thing that i don't normally do i call the cops and i let them know and um i get a call like last night at like 9 30 at night and it's the dude writing up the police report. He's like, I just want to call and thank you. <laughs> this dude had a federal warrant out for his arrest. They, um, they were also, they had like hard drugs on them and they had all that stolen merchandise from the store. So we put a dude in prison today who had a federal warrant out for his arrest. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> America. Yeah. That is the most America story I've ever heard in my life. Holy crap. It was really wild. Um it's not it's like, crazy. Yeah, it was really funny. Uh that dude was a local too. Uh, my wife's brother went to school with him and she knew his name and everything. Uh because because that we live in kind of a small town. <laughs> that's some that that's 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 another level. And I don't know I could deal with that. That's a situation and a half that yeah, I, well, I don't I, think I'm prepared for. I have a stipulation <laughs> about, um, or I, I, it's a gray area because like the world is gray and I like, there's a lot of things that people do that are wrong because they think it's right it's joke, or they're yeah. stuck in a situation that they're, they can't, they don't, they don't feel like they have a choice and I don't want to be someone else's like, I don't know 
nosy third party but this was just real sketchy and they were like being real and weird for us i was just thinking about like my daughter being right there and them like eyeing us real hard and i was like dude the fucking deal with this like the safety of my family is way too important um but yeah it turns well, out yeah. all that other shit was like yeah car wasn't like legit i think the car might have been stolen too and all the merchandise was stolen and yeah federal warrant i was like holy shit that is that's crazy crazy <laughs> i mean it it's this world we live in now like if you if you're not sure report it like it's yeah. a dangerous place and absolutely you know. it's just it's also kind of like the world is like ending right now so like, you know, it's just like really <laughs> and sketchy. i'm really pissed off there ain't no zombies i've been preparing that shit i thought there were gonna be zombies everywhere i was gonna I, become the leader of a, like a, a commune i, I was gonna be like like the, the governor in the walking too. dead like, like I was that was that, my, I had plans. I was that annoying kid that like everyone was like, "Oh, fucking zombies!" I was that kid that like I read World War Z and the Survival Guide. I went to like <laughs> Q and A's with Max Brooks. Like I had I had the first ever issue of Walking Dead and sold it for a fucking mint when I needed money. Oh. It, I sold for I think it was a little over a grand. It was a birthday gift <laughs> for me. So the highest i remember being comic a kid in my well even a teenager in my we, when i was driving with my mom it's like to the shops like i'd go past we drive past a place and i'd look at it and think would that be a good place to hold up if they you know the apocalypse zombie apocalypse happened right now right and yeah, I, I used to I remember like, i used to work at the supermarket and i thought about like oh if i put up fences here i could have a, a double um gate system to make yes. sure that you know zombies don't get in and then over time we'll like and we could grow, you know, crops and farm animals, yes, you know, in, that's exactly in the back area. Like, I, I was ready. And I'm disappointed. Go figure. We all died of a fucking virus like a bunch of chumps. But hey, there's still time. We can still get zombies. <laughs> it's not over yet. There's still time. We could still, Hang you on know, to this could turn into a plague. And it could turn into a, a revival. One can only hope. My goodness. It's like you see those people trying to profit off all this, like selling hand sanitizer and toilet paper. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It's been making me so upset. <laughs> it takes like, a whole nother level. How big of a piece of shit do you have to be to profit off something like that? Exactly. The company I mean, is showing is. their true colors. It's so gross it's just it's absolutely gross yeah i hate but I it i think like kingdoms have been created off you know the, the tragedies of someone else you know it's always someone profiting off somebody else's back and that's the way of the world we'll see what happens after this is all over if it ends okay. that's what i wonder what like down, what, what happens after this <laughs> what comes next well, I, you know, I don't think it, I do think that it's going to be, um, even if in the long run, like it, there has been things similar, this has been the most extreme obviously, but I do think things will get back to some sort of normalcy. Um, but like I, in this weird way, I feel like there's going to be like in like 10 years, it's going to be like, well, I fucking lived through coronavirus. Like these, like weird adult memes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. See, I see it differently. I don't think there is a going back to normal. I think no matter what, after this, things are gonna be. Uh, 
not like you know Hunger Games level, but I think things are going to be slightly different. You know, things aren't all going to be the way they were, and I think people are going to be especially wary of interpersonal contact. Like the thing that blows my mind, I went to the shop the other day, and the corner store. I go to buy um, some you know supplies. You know, during my self-isolation. And the person behind the counter is wearing a welding mask. Whoa. <laughs> what? Like, I have multiple questions. Like, where did you get a welding mask? <laughs> I don't think you're welding. Um, <laughs> and secondly, like, when are you going to take off the welding mask? <laughs> like, where, where's that the line of welding mask? Like, what do you, where do you step out of your door and, like, it's welding mask time. It's like, it's crazy. People riding their bikes to work and with welding masks on. I mean, next step, everybody's going to be walking around in suits and armor. We're going to go back to the medieval times. Like, it's crazy. I don't see us going back to normal. I think things will be slightly different. I think online is going to be bigger than ever. Well, Which is something I think the thing I love the been most for anyway. that has been the community of um, doing like live streams of non-conventional things. I've been like thoroughly enjoying that. <laughs> I haven't picked up on that. Well, so um, I, I so I'm a musician, right? And all of our bands, like I, I had a tour planned in May, which we're obviously not doing anymore. And all, so mm-hmm. the uh, the entertainment industry has taken a huge hit. And whereas, where some of it that makes sense that you might know about, like NBA or NFL or any of those things, that makes sense because it's like huge, thousands of people in an area. But like where I fit in is like in a venue of like a hundred people where this band is on tour every night and make their living that way. Um, it, that's all shut down too. Because, I mean, it makes sense. So mm. there's a loss of profits for not only people working cause it's their job. It's literally my backup job is, um, is working like building up big sets and stuff. Um, but it's also like it's also my hobby and my livelihood, my mental stability. Um, but this, so these bands are um, live streaming on like Twitch and stuff and doing live shows in empty venues, and they're filming mm. it. So this band that um, I have a lot of opinions on this band, but this band called Code Orange. Um, <laughs> they used to be called Code Orange Kids when they were younger, but Code Orange. Um, they did. They were. They had booked a very big. Um, um like sell out uh record release show and it was like right at the beginning of when everything started happening so they had to cancel this show that they they kind of put a, a lot of money into they're a bigger like a really big band now in comparison to what they used to be so they're they're like worldwide known huge for like a heavy metal band so they actually streamed on Twitch and they hit like something like 30,000 viewers streaming worldwide Mm. and they literally played in the venue they were supposed to and it was just completely empty but they did their stage performance their live show all their visuals and you know multi-camera angles and like so all these bands started picking up on doing stuff like that on smaller levels maybe like in-home live recordings stuff like that it's been really cool to see because uh 
it's really creative and it's kind of bridging this weird gap of like my consistent nerdy self with my consistent musician self which have never really bridged that gap (laughs) it's always been uh yeah i'm this weird in between like very nerdy but also very outgoing musician and it's kind of cool to see that happening like on twitch and on like twitter um yeah and it's it's not it's not doesn't outweigh anything but and doesn't make it worth it or anything like that it's not a positive in that way but it's definitely cool to see people get creative in that way and it kind of gives hope on a future of digital ends of like oh well what can you do to push the boundaries when you're really at a test you know if people did that for more important things imagine what we could change if they um you know when something actually important came up not just their band but like you know a life-changing event what what are you going to do to change that what are you going to do to alter and fix and move forward um but uh it's been really cool to see bands do that because it's been fun to watch and um it makes you feel like hey there's hope (laughs) it's really cool well i think there's two things i want to address um Firstly, this code. Or- so you said they were code orange kids when they were younger. Yeah. So um, yeah. So, so were they then co- uh, code orange preteens and then code oh. orange tweens <laughs> and then code so they, orange young adults? They um <laughs> they did this thing that would where be very interesting. They did I would this, I would subscribe to that. Yeah, they did this thing where they um when they were younger, code orange kids, and they were getting popular with that name, but they. I don't know. They did this thing where they were getting older and didn't want to seem like childish to people. So the name has nothing to do with their age I'm per all se. Up now. But um I'm serious. Their music definitely took a huge turn for like very big metalcore, which where they used to be like kind of a punk band. And they so they wanted to kind of change the look of the band, the feel, everything, and so they just dropped that last word. And um, that's when I started not liking their music personally. Like, I'm just not a fan of what they do. Not that it makes them bad or anything. None of you know who they are. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're so they they just sound they're just he- very heavy heavy band like um like like Slipknot or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, then the other side that I, <laughs> I think is really interesting is what you brought up about you know live streaming from an empty venue. You know, it's it's something that even though like we're in the midst of this coronavirus, it's something that everything was going towards anyway. So it's almost like a, an excuse to take another leap. Cause I mean, you look at, you know, gamers on Twitch, you know, they're streaming from their house. There's only one person there and they're playing a video game. And then you got also people who make YouTube videos. So this only makes sense. And we've had plenty of big artists do live streams of their concerts as well. And so even TV, you know, TV, there's no audience there most of the time. Yeah. And so it's just another form of that. So I think that's really interesting. It is. And so I the, think the thing if is you look at us, the, like, the... we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now if it wasn't for this whole coronavirus. True. You yeah. know, it's well, that's pushed us The creative as well. outlet, I guess, is where I was getting at. Well, and we seeing had talked it... about it before. This just seemed to be the perfect time. What the fuck else is everybody gonna do? Well, that's the thing. It's yeah, pushed us to do it. <laughs> like we we would talk about it. Oh, blah blah blah. Talk talk talk. This actually, we were like, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, we got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, it, whereas timing. it gives motivation, which is really nice. But the creativity that's coming out of it has been really fun to watch, and it doesn't outweigh the awful things uh, by any means. Um, no, but it but is. I think it's important to find a silver lining. 
yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Nice Especially escape. if you're trying to stay positive <laughs> in such a dark time. And like Brittany, I was talking to Brittany just before we came on here. You know, she's had some really interesting insights with, like, obviously both of you have kids. Uh, Drew, yours a bit younger. Brittany, a little bit older. And you know, this whole school situation. I don't know, Brittany, if you want to talk a bit about that and what that's been like. Um, it's, uh, I, I already <laughs> had a lot of respect for teachers, but I never, ever, ever, after all of this, want to see teachers not getting the credit that they deserve, because mm, this is hard. Man. It is so hard to keep them on a schedule with all of their different classes especially with multiple kids in the same household it's like okay you've done your work for a couple hours now this child has to do their work for a couple hours and bouncing back and forth and i mean yeah the phones help too but it's like it's easier accessed on the computer so it's just juggling everything and then the kids are they they may not say it directly especially my son may not say that he misses school but they do they need that structure. They miss their friends. They miss getting out of the house. And they Lily, need that escape. They do. And Lily, she just broke down tonight and just hugged me real tight and just started crying so bad about how much she misses her friends and she misses her teacher and that the schoolwork at home seems so much harder than the schoolwork at school. And it made me feel so bad because we're all trying to do our best. And <laughs> she was just so hurt. And her sweet, she's just so sweet. Her little face, she's just tears rolling down her cheeks. And I just, I don't know what to do to really help her. Like, we're all just yeah. going off, you know, what's being told to us on Edsby, which is the little platform that they're using for the teachers to keep in contact with the parents and the students. Okay. Like, they're, they're having to follow strict guidelines because they've already said that kids aren't going to be allowed back in school till at least May 1st. And they've already extended it twice. It was April 1st, and then it was April 15th, and now it's May 1st. And it might even not be for the rest of the school year. Yeah. So you're talking another couple months worth of doing all of this stuff on the computers. And with so many parents accessing these computer systems all at once, they're crashing, they're freezing, kids aren't able to log in. So if the kids aren't able to log in, they're not able to get the credit for their work. And if they're not able to do the work, they're not able to get their grades. It's so crazy. it's like, it's, it's so challenging. Yeah. And I'm sure like for you, I know, obviously I don't have any children, but it probably gets harder every day. Like at the beginning, it was probably a little bit easier, but as time goes on, like you, you've got to, Keep them, like you said, you know, to the schedule. And how do you escape the excuse of, well, I'm at home, you know, I'm not at school. Like people have that mode, you know, even with us as adults, you go to work, you're in work mode, you're at home, you're in home mode, you know? So how do you balance that? And I think that's, that's something really hard for not just, you know, the children, but also the parents, like you're saying. So it's pretty crazy. Well, Lil even said that, uh, that school and home should be separate. And I absolutely yeah. agree. I really do. You know, mad props to any parent who was doing the homeschooling before this. But the rest of us, 
And then because the kids don't have the ability to really go outside and burn off that energy, they're fighting so much more than they were before. It's like cats and dogs all <laughs> the time. Oof. Like, even with them having their own rooms, like, sure, I could send one child to one room and one child to the other room, but they'll still, like, scream at each other across the house. Oh, yeah. It's, People like, will find a way to yell at each other if I've learned anything It's just never-ending all the time. Like, all <laughs> and the time. for Drew, like, you have a really young child, so what's that like with all this it's, um, social distancing? So most of it isn't too bad it's a lot of sitting at home which is really taking a toll on Sawyer's energy as she's literally screaming in the background kind of in the other room with Jen um oh can't even hear it <laughs> yeah I think thankfully um but um <laughs> uh yeah so it so um you know we didn't do too much as far as like going out on the regular but like walks or so we would do things like um there was story time at the um at the library, which is something that we did weekly, or Jen and her did weekly. We did, uh, we had swimming lessons every week at the Y. We did a lot of mm. like energy things, like getting energy out, because that's really the only thing that you have to really deal with um, on a regular basis with a toddler is um, energy. You know, they, so her sleeping schedule is just really wild now. It's not the end of the world as far as what other people are dealing with. Um, but like, you know, she's not going to bed till 10 or something. And that's so late for her. Like, um, um, because she just has she also put strain on you. Yeah. And most, a lot of it's on Jen. Like, so Jen's been working in childcare her whole life. So for me, I'm very, very new at dad stuff. Like, like literally first time dad, whereas Jen's been kind of doing a lot of the hard stuff for a long time with kids. So she's such a pro. She makes me look so bad sometimes and not at her. (laughs) She's just like so good at everything. So, um, so, you know, she's really good at calming Sawyer down or finding good activities to be creative at home. Or we do walks. Um, since we are in kind of a very rural area, we can walk on the roads, but there's not a lot of traffic or activity there's like cows out in pastures that we can kind of look at and Sawyer loves that stuff but um the you can tell the in-home energy is very high for Sawyer she loses her patience a lot more um because she wants to do more she won't go to sleep as easy or when she does she wakes up easier because she has a lot of pent-up energy so that's kind of what we're dealing with it's like I said can't preface enough that a lot of people are going through a lot worse um, oh, but it's all relative, but, you know. We all yeah, have definitely own. relative. Oh, yeah. Um, and but like the schooling stuff, it's like I was, yeah, I was, at, I wanted to ask, like, have, um, uh, have you thought of um any ways to like separate school from home, even while being at home, like a certain room for homework or anything like that? Because that would boggle my mind, like trying to be like, all right, so how do we separate like work from home? I don't think that would. Like, cause I think they're like, I'm obviously this is Brittany's question, but I'm just going to chime in because I like talking. Um, <laughs> I think, <laughs> well, you for think me, like, know, if I think about it in right? my like, mind, something I think help, you know? they're a bit too old for that to work in my mind, like, for mm-hmm. that to be a separation. Because uh, oh. I, like, if I think of when I was that age, like, no matter where I was, if I was doing homework, 
I was unhappy. <laughs> it didn't matter where I was. It's funny. That's, um, that would be Michael. Yeah. Lily <laughs> seems to be doing really. She likes doing this stuff on the computer because we keep the computer in like the living room kitchen area. And then, of course, they can access a good portion of it on their phones, too. So Lily does a lot of her stuff on the laptop. And then Michael mm. does a lot of his stuff on his phone. And he honestly just likes to go in his room where it's quiet. He likes to close himself off. And he works better that way. And then mm. Lily, he likes to do it in the kitchen because if she has any questions she can ask me if she does really good she could be like hey mom look you know i got a hundred percent you know mm. she likes to show me what she's doing she's she's uh, it kind of sounds handling like it, she's handling it better as far as the schoolwork wise but she's taking it the hardest being away from school yeah. michael he always he never likes school he will flat out tell you how much he <laughs> breaks yeah. my heart. It really does. <laughs> but yeah. he, he just, it's not his thing. Um, so he was really, really excited at first. Like, no school. Cool. You know, I don't got to do a damn thing. I'm at home. But I'm now that he has, yeah, now that he's got all of his classwork at home, it's like ruining it for him. He hates it. <laughs> Well, I guess for him, so coming home from school was probably a relief and a way to a get relief. away. And now, and now he's, he's stuck with it no matter where he long. goes. Yeah. That's yeah, really interesting. So uh, when I was younger, yeah. our house burnt down. Um, so I actually had to move in with one of my brothers. And I spent like two and a half months doing... My my brother would drive up an hour and a half to my, my um, school pick up like a week's worth of homework bring it home and I would look at this pile of work because it was a week of every class. It was so much work. I just didn't do it. I failed ev almost every class for that entire time because Jeez. it was when you're a kid and you look at all of the work and then you're doing it at all home it where together, there's no, yeah. there's no boundaries at home. You can make an excuse, especially when you're a kid and really trying to get out of it. Oh, for sure. oh man, I was I was so, and it was like, yeah, it was in, I I went back to Philly where I was born. I really liked Philly. I was around a lot of my family that I wasn't around nor normally. So I did everything I could to not do that work. And I failed so many classes because of that. Just for that semester, I had to do a lot of extra work because of that. Because you see this like work, a week's worth of school and homework for, you know, eight classes. When I was in middle school, we did all the classes and it was just like, oh my God, it was so much. Um, so I imagine a lot of kids are do, going through similar things like that. And it's just like that task, that pile is so hard to comprehend and it can mm. be daunting. It makes it seem like it's more like it's a punishment for something that you're not, you're not responsible for. Um, no. so yeah, I can understand that. I was like, I didn't, I did everything I could to avoid it at all costs. I mean, I remember for me when I was younger in high school, you know, I work best under pressure. I always have it. I always will. And uh, I kind of put the pressure on myself a lot of the time. So all my assignments, like I left them to the last minute to the point that where uh, I'm not even pressed. Well, I just didn't want to do them. 
Yeah, so yes, you can call it procrastinating. I, I just didn't believe it. I just still don't believe in the homework system. I think it's stupid. We'll talk about that another time. But Ooh, I would always leave everything to the last minute. So much so that I remember, and I always tell this story because it's very much me. We had to make a speech and we had to research and, you know, f uh, format and blah, 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 make it very interesting and whatever about a topic. Well, I didn't do that. And um, I came into class and my English teacher, I think it was Mrs. Wood, horrible woman. She uh, said, you know, Kane, you need to do your speech. And I was like, can I do it tomorrow so that I could go home and pr try and put something together? She said, no. So I got up and I made that speech up on the spot and I got the highest mark you can get. <laughs> and that's that was uh, not me. the story of my life. That was not me. <laughs> I did the same thing, but with poor results, and it's because I wanted to not do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also didn't want to not do it, but if anything, if you put me on a stage, I'm going to entertain. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, and, man. you know, the front of the class is, you know, you're missing a couple of lights, but it's a stage. Yeah, see, for me, I never saw it that way, especially, like, for what I do. It's like you would think, but... It was it was all just a chore. I was just like, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to be doing this when I'm older. <laughs> oh, see, no, I was very like, I was feeling the fantasy in my mind. I was already an Academy Award winner, like Grammy Award winner. Like you could not tell me my shit wasn't fire. <laughs> I thought I was like the bee's knees. Love it, honestly. So pretty much exactly the same way you are now. <laughs> I love it when you talk. It makes me so happy. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm a performer and I can't stop being a performer and I never will stop being a performer. And I think people that like me like that and people that don't like me don't like that. People and that I'm don't okay like you that. are just wrong. That's what I think. That's my opinion. And that's why I like you. Because you tell me that I'm good and that makes me good on the inside. All that ego stroking. Oh, hey, I do have a daunting ego, as one person once told me. <laughs> hey, hey, keep that off the here, okay? And if you're out there, um, I hope you're doing well. Oh, and um, love your work. Love your work. <laughs> love your work. <laughs> love your work. <laughs> oh, boy. But no, it's, it's, this whole situation is crazy, uh, but it will end. Uh, and whatever happens afterwards, I guess we'll deal with it then. We'll uh, we'll still be doing our little podcast, talking a bunch of shit. So, um, I mean, for washing hands, what's the song that you sing? What's everyone's song? Song. Yeah, you know, I everyone's like, song. oh, the chorus to this song is twenty seconds. Everyone sing it while they wash their hands. What? Yeah, that's been a thing. It's oh, like, the song for yeah. washing. I just sit there and I just keep on washing until I feel like it's been long enough. <laughs> I've been washing my hands since 1992, and I have right. not changed my method. Yeah, I'm so. a method actor, and I will continue with my method. <laughs> the thing has been like, I have oh, spots like, that play in my head most of the time anyway, so I mean... Yeah, most uh, most Britney Spears courses are about 20 seconds plus, so if you just sing a Britney Spears course, it's the perfect amount of time. Love that advice. So there you go. Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Britney Spears will save your life. Yep. Britney never Spears thought it would happen. Yeah, you Actually, while we're talking about that, you know, staying safe, staying indoors, whatever, what are your suggestions for things to do, like, during this time? Like, for me... 
I'm just about to finish watching Tiger King on Netflix. I highly recommend it. It is so good. That shit is it's hectic. So good. <laughs> it's so good. I you know, I have so many things, so many opinions on that on that entire series. So I mean we that. could have a whole episode about <laughs> Tiger really King. <laughs> it's so wild. No pun intended. Um not gonna lie, like goals though. Hashtag goals. <laughs> Other than his really awful um eyebrow piercing that's just like barely hanging on by a thread. Oh you could and it's not even like the the piercing that's dripping, it's the actual eyebrow that's dripping. Oh uh, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> like what like that, that eyebrow piercing holds the weight of all his crimes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been getting super duper creative uh, musically. Yeah. But, you know, wash your hands before you touch your face. That's it. That's the savior for most of the population. Not everyone. But if you're not at high risk, it's just not that hard. I don't know. And just be creative and be, be, be try to find, it. Try to find that silver lining, you know. It's find hard to outlet. find it, but, you know, I, it can be really tough and like a lot of my plans got really, really changed for all this and in, in a very like yeah. stressful and bad way. But like I do get to spend more time home with my family and yeah, money's like really uncertain and kind of scary right now. But like I oh, get to like, tell me about it. I get to bond with my daughter and how many dads get to do that when their daughters are young, you know? And mm. I don't know. It's just trying to find that um, and trying to remind myself of it. Reminding myself is usually the hard part especially when I'm sad and running around Destiny not doing anything. <laughs> oh, Destiny is a video game we play, by the way. It's kind of how we three know each other. We're oh, all yeah. the, it'll a bit be a separate part of this on podcast. the globe. It'll be very heavily a part of this podcast in the future. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think for me, like, the weirdest thing about this whole thing is it's changed my life very little. Because <laughs> I'm a, a single guy with no children. I live and work at home. Um, so for me, like, and I live by myself, so the only time I ever really have any kind of interaction with this whole pandemic is when I go to the shop <laughs> or when my internet nice. speeds slow down, which Australia need to fix your shit because I'm over it. But it's, <laughs> you know, money, you know, it's, it's something to worry about, but I think there's a lot of support out there, which is really great. Yeah, it's not the... Um... It's not enough for us over here, but it is definitely going to help the support that we're getting. I'm very happy that it's happening because it would literally, I don't know what I would do without it. Um, uh, so that's really nice. I'm glad that that's happening. A lot of people are complaining about how much money you're getting, and I, and I do get that, but I'm just glad that something is coming in general. Because mm. unemployment is not favorable. It's not enough no. money at all. Um, and... You know, I it sucks to lose. I yeah, I did. I got laid off uh, eight days ago, and it's already taking taken a huge toll on yeah on our financial well being. But we had some money saved. You know, we're trying to do our best. So you know, we'll get through it. And I'm glad that it, you know there is something coming in the backbone. And it, it's something my mother always tells me. We, I, my mother calls me every week, and we talk and. Every single time, it's save your money, save your money. And this is the exact kind of thing that you would never know that's coming. And having that money saved is really going to be really crucial. Because things happen that you have no idea about. I've, and it's best I've, to be prepared. Most of my life, we've, my family and everything, haven't made enough money to save. Um, and, and, like, we've just been that 
far off of our bills oh, yeah. and living. So Same saving is, is something new I have to no me, savings. and I was very bad at it um, my whole life. So um, we just got lucky um, with our, you know, the money we were putting away along with tax return and stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I can see why. That like the, this is like I have a lot of friends in the entertainment entertainment industry and food industry and like they're really struggling right now because there's so many industries. The I mean the airline industry. You know I used to work for an airline here in Australia and you know a bunch of pretty much all the employees at the moment are stood down because flights aren't just not happening. Um and you know my heart goes out to them in a hard time to everyone. But obviously these are people I know and used to work with and it's everybody's hit. There's not anyone who's, you know, on top of the world at the moment. Yeah. Even my, one of my brother's jobs who is considered a mandatory business, his business is literally just screwing him over. They, um, Mm. they changed him. Talk about, so the stimulus check that's coming in. Um, so, uh, they, his business, uh, which I used to work for, and I dis I despise the business so much. But um, they um changed all of the salary people to hourly and cut six hundred dollars a month from his paycheck. Um, he's a mandatory business required to stay open because it's in the car parts industry. Uh, so they're making him do all the same amount oh. of work for all this all this less money. <laughs> And it evens out to be exactly what he would be getting from the stimulus check. Go figure. So he's going to be just breaking even. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. This bullshit is so shady, so awful. Oh, man. Businesses are showing their true colors this time. Really hate it. Uh, but then I think a lot, lot, I'm not sure that particular situation, but I think a lot of businesses, like, for even essential ones like for them like in the long run it's it's a bit hard to justify yeah but you, you know, don't screw over your employees who are there risking their lives every day you find a solution and i think a lot of businesses are being creative and finding a solution it's not their not your employees fault and if you're making them come in or if they're forced to come in at a time that is um that is uh unwelcoming that is scary that is um uncertain then you have to take care of them um, screwing them over, um, causing them less pay for no reason, no just reason. Um, that stuff is is not an example of a good business. Um, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of businesses also just laying people off because it's easier and for both the people employed and the employee, the employees to be like, all right, I'm laid off, which means I can claim this specific, you know, unemployment for the time being, which, so it's securing their position. Um, that's a better option, you know? Um, so it, there's just a lot going on here that's stressful on all ends. And, um, oh, sure. it's stupid, but no, it's, um, uh, you know, everything has an end. All this stuff will end and, well, you know, Hopefully we learn from this and, you know, there can be some legislation or something to protect people in future situations if this ever happens again. Yeah, maybe this is what causes that. This is this might be yeah. what causes a powerful legislation to, to go through for the security yeah. of people. Because, you know? I mean, one thing we know about humanity is, is, you know, 
we react. We don't prevent, we react. Um, Absolutely. And this is an opportunity for us to react and be better in the future. And I obviously, you know, the world is dark and full of terrors if you watch Game of Thrones. But, um, you know, there, there's light in there. So I'm going to be hopeful. Um, well, what do you think? What do you think is so. going to be the end result? Like, where where do you think on the other end of this? Where do you think? Like, do you think there are going to be any like weird quirks? Do you think that's just going to be a meme thing? Do you th- like what do you think is going to happen? For a while after the self isolation ends, I'm pretty sure people are going to be a bit wary of being near other people. <laughs> um, I think everything. I think people will get over that pretty quickly, especially in this meme tastic world we live in. Um, I see a lot, especially in Australia, people not taking this seriously. Like, there's a, in order to not be out and, you know, at beaches and in public spaces, and there's certain amounts of people that are allowed to be around each other, but there's people just completely defying that. And it's just down to people being like, it's not that serious, it's fine. And, you know, honestly, even if it's not that serious, I wouldn't personally take the risk um, for myself for the people I care about. Um, I think, as I said, online, I think, will be bigger than ever after this. I think uh, you'll see a lot more online delivery and online purchasing. I think a lot of businesses might even just go exclusively online. I know there's an electronics brand here in Australia called Dick Smith. They used to have physical retail stores. Now they're solely online. Um, And this happened years ago. And I see that kind of thing being something we move towards. I think there'll probably be a big push to improve internet infrastructure um, on the heels of this, especially with like the insane amount of people staying at home watching Netflix. It's putting a big strain on everybody's internet. Um, so I think that will probably be a big change. But I don't know. Who knows? What about but I don't you? think it's going to be exactly the same. What about you, Brittany? What do you think? I I agree with everything, but I also think there is going to be a big push for companies and businesses and things like that going completely cashless. Yes, I agree. I think cash is think a thing of the past. It's it's done. It's been slowly working out for yeah. for years. It's been on its way out. And I think after all of this is said and done, there's hardly going to be anybody that's going to use paper money anymore. It's all going to be online. This yeah. is pretty much the online revolution, basically. <laughs> that's exactly what I see it it's as. It's going to completely take over. Everything is going to be digital. All Do you think money is going to be like, like Fallout 4, like pre-war money? It just like means nothing? I think so. I think, I mean, at the moment, I mean, if you really think about money, it really doesn't mean anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything and nothing at the same time, right? Exactly. And I think, you know, with, I've, if anyone who knows me in person knows that I don't like cash, I hate cash. I haven't dealt in cash in like 10 years. (laughs) I'm a big, card person i'm a tap and pay i'm an online payment person i'm a just scan me and take my money kind of guy um (laughs) does that work out financially no it doesn't i'm gonna tell you right now 
my money is more of like a figment of my imagination at this point. Like, I even use PayPal. Like, I don't even use a card. Like, money is just traveling around on the internet, and I don't ever really touch it. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm a big online technological person, always have been. Um, and so for me, it's like, oh, thank God, finally we're getting rid of money. But I agree. I think money is a thing of the past. And I think it, it's going to be a weird transition, especially for those people. Like, this is going to be a big moment for those people who are really resistant to technology. You know, there's people who only pay with cash and they don't use the internet and their phone still has a keyboard on it. <laughs> those people are going to have a hard time, I think. Do you see an influx in people like using checks and checkbooks again? No. Checks no. are even further in the past. No, they are, it, but, you know, the resurgence of it just one piece of paper privately held rather than a bunch of publicly traded money. Uh, no, I paper. think everything digital. Digital yeah. is... I don't think a checkbook is going to be coming back anytime soon. I think a checkbook is inconvenient. No one wants to carry out a checkbook. Yeah. It's funny. I we've, think uh, we've had... A digital check. Randomly <laughs> have been getting cash over the last couple of weeks. Like, sometimes we do a lot of grocery shopping for um, my wife's parents, and uh, they'll, like, give us cash and um, say we're also getting our own stuff. We'll keep the cash and pay with our card commonly. Um and so I've been like, hey, let's save this because we might run into businesses in this time that only take cash, like thinking the almost the opposite of like, oh, spray it down with Lysol, sterilize it and pay with cash. Right. <laughs> but it's been totally the opposite, which is makes more sense. And that's where I sit. Um, but it's funny to see that because it's like now we have this cash that um, obviously we'll still be able to spend. Not a worry but I've been like not wanting to use it because it's been kind of like the dirty option. Like, you know, just like, Hey, well, if you have for me, card, if I was behind the counter card. and what? you, you were going to give me cash, I would, I'd be pissed off at you. Yeah. And obviously I wouldn't like, want to touch your money. Yeah. I would. I, so it, it we're trying to use so it. much bacteria. It's disgusting. And yeah. then the places that some people store their money. Oh, it was the like, worst when we were in your, I've worked in customer service for, my entire working life same and when people pulled the money out of the cleavage or out oh. of the pants i'm like i don't want to fucking touch that that's some nasty shit <laughs> you need to turn around and fuck the fuck off and go clean your shit and get a fucking debit card yeah fuck um, you. i would get so mad at people that use like even now at, at the job i was working and have a nice day i get so mad when people use cash because it, it's off season so one person comes in and spends four dollars on something at my job i now have to do a bank run that pisses me off because <laughs> it's like yeah. <laughs> the, the end of my day now requires me to do something that i didn't have to do before i went home before you showed up now you show up and now i'm annoyed <laughs> it's the worst and then when someone's like give is trying to give you correct change and you're like don't give me correct change motherfucker I'll give you the change. Let's just let's get this done. Like, because you see those people, they're like, oh, 10 cents, 20 cents. Yeah, sometimes I'm all about correct cents, change, though. 40 cents. If I'm, I'm going like, to get, like, a drink somewhere oh. and, and I have the money, I'm all about not getting change back. It's like, yo, here's here's that, like, $1.89. Thanks. <laughs> but you know what? That's the, see, that's the hard thing here in Australia because we don't do tipping. So when someone says keep the change, 
I now have to have an argument with you with you because I'm not allowed to keep the change. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, in like a change. normal, we only you the, change in like like restaurants and stuff. So here, you you don't tip like people behind a cash register usually. So, um, anytime change, the keeping change is involved, it's like for the give a penny, take a penny stuff. That's so. Yeah, that's what we do here a lot of places. It, it, well, okay, let's say you are at Walgreens or something and uh, you have change left over. You could tell them, you know, keep the change. Well, they'll take that change and they'll put it in like a little dish or something next to the cash register. So if like, let's say someone oh, see, was short and didn't have their change, they could just grab the change out of that little uh, little See, container. now, here's the issue we had was that if we were to take that change, that person could go then say that we stole their money. And if you looked on the cameras, that's us taking the money. So it was just to solve liability and to make sure you didn't get fucked over. That's why. No, you keep your change. Because in this world, there's some nasty people with some nasty motives, and they're nasty. <laughs> so you keep your damn change. And move the fuck on. Fuck but on. thank you. Not but fuck off. off. But on. <laughs> now have a good day. Then you know it's like, it's rough. You can fuck. You know on. sometimes you get in those situations. Customer service. Anyone who's listening, if you've ever worked in customer service, my hats off to you, because people suck, Cheers. and yes. we know that, and we bitch about it. We do talk about you, by the way. Anyone yes. who's listening. Oh yeah, no. If we talk if, the fuck about you. If you're worried that someone at a customer service place is talking about you, then you obviously have done something wrong, and you will be talked yeah. about. Hundred percent. And you know, one per and and my favorite thing was people saying, "You're gonna lose your job over this." It's like, motherfucker, this is my job. <laughs> they pay me to do this. They pay me to take damn money, motherfucker. It's just it's strange to think that, oh, how dare you? I am a valued customer. I paid $10. And you're like, oh, okay, great. Now fuck off. Yeah, I don't know how many people I had to, like, literally send packing at my last couple jobs, just being like, cool, um, so you can put those down and you can go across the street and get your car parts because uh, we're not serving you here. We're not going to give you your car parts here. Are you serious? Oh, yes, I'm very serious. If you want to treat my employees that way, you can go. You're oh, lucky that you had that, uh, that kind of situation because in most customer service situations, your manager's not going to back you up. Oh, I was the manager. Why? Yeah, but I'm saying like in <laughs> most customer service situations in retail, your manager is going to side with the customer. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, when especially when you work in big business, that is the play because it doesn't. Right. Because the 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 thing is is like when you look at the big business aspect and the you know that customer tells ten customers not the ten dollars or twenty dollars that they're arguing about or whatever, it's not worth the you know hundreds of thousands of dollars they get exactly. on normal sales. But when you work for a smaller company and those, those, oh, it's great that you can those do that. customers or those employees matter because they're coming in for a lower wage to do the job. They need to know that they're valued to be there, that they, they, they need to want to be there to do this really awful job that you ask them to do. Mm. So you have to back them up. 
Um, and that was where, that's why I think I, where I excelled as a manager. Um, I didn't excel at everything, obviously not everyone's perfect, but for me as a manager, it was about backing up my employees, especially the ones that really worked hard to be there because it's like, you're doing a job that is awful that no one should do dealing with the stuff that we deal with. You need to know that you're valued. Um, so yeah. And don't get me wrong, like I've had managers that back, I, I remember a manager at a job I'd done previously um, coming out and saying, you know, don't you speak to my staff like that and don't you do that and then you need to leave. And, you know, th- that makes you feel great. You know, you feel like you feel empowered. Great yeah. shut up or... And because it's someone in a position of power, it's, you know, backing up and it makes you feel like you have some power and it, it doesn't go to your head. Like it's not that much power. No, but, but it's, enough it's to be so like, great wow, to back I'm, people up. And, I'm glad that you know, I values my life. I've done the same human. thing, you know, when I was a supervisor at a clothing shop, you know, people would complain about staff and I'm, I'd say actually they're doing a very good job. That That's actually their job. And, you know, it's important to reinforce people. And that's what I love so much as a supervisor is, watching them flourish and do well. Like I always remembered I trained staff and I'd supervise them. And, you know, when they had the best sales and, did the, you know, did the best in the store, that made me feel good because I felt like I'd lifted them up to that position. And there's no jealousy at all. And I think that's where a lot of supervisors go wrong is they're so focused on them being the the great one. Whereas if they're really great supervisors, their staff should be the great ones. Yep. Preach. That's the truth right there. And yeah, that's my little rant about retail. <laughs> Nothing to do with coronavirus, but you know. Well, kind of. They're all shut down now, so. Well, yeah. And I uh, see after all this ends, you know, I, I do currently work at home, but I'm looking at, you know, not working at home after this. Um, I was in the works of trying to, you know, go back into the workforce not from home before this all happened, but it's kind of all put the, you know, the brakes on. But I think one great thing is if you've ever wanted to change career, I think it's going to be a very good time when this is all over for you to just to pick something you want to do. Cause a lot yeah. of people are going to be hiring. Yeah. It's going to be a whole different job market. It's also, you know, if you strike gold, it's a really good time to, um, to be like creative and have a creative outlet because there's going to be a lot more people looking for something to. Hmm. Which is partly why we're doing this podcast. And we, I know we all have our own personal ventures that we want to get into. Like I, you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Rapid Kane M8. And I might stream on there. Um, And I'm looking at maybe potentially getting into YouTube and doing these other things. I don't know if I'll do it. But, I mean, while we're all stuck inside, why not? Yeah. I definitely think this podcast will reach um, other platforms, especially with how much we play games together. I definitely think we can do a podcast in a YouTube video style as well. Um, So definitely be a lookout at It'll just be a fun yeah, way just to starting. us booting around on D2 while talking. That's kind of how this all started. So That's it. We're just a few people that hang out from time to time. We play some video games. We talk a whole lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, um, whole lot of bullshit. You know, <laughs> what more can you ask for? I think that is the definition of a podcast. 
that's it. And we are the definition <laughs> of success <laughs> in my eyes. But, you know, we'll let the people speak for themselves. <laughs> let us know. Like, uh, I'm going to talk to the, the viewers, if there are any. You know, let us know if you what you'd like us to talk about. Or, you know, I, I think we have some pretty unique perspectives. You know, I'm here in Australia. You guys in America, but you're in different places. You have, we all have different living different opinions and views on things. I mean, I think one episode we definitely want to talk about at some point is mental health. Such an important thing. Yep. That is, that is where I'm really going to (laughs) shine. I suffer from severe depression. And, you know, Drew, with your music as well, I know, I think you have a lot of, like, you always talk about bands I've never heard of, and I think it's really interesting. Oh, we should do a little bit of a reactionary video of, like, my bands. And, For sure. And bands that, oh, like... that would be so fun. Because I definitely think it's out of everyone's it's wheelhouse. That would be pretty important. Do a little, like, YouTube reactionary video. That'd be funny. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd love to do... I can't believe there's a whole thing on YouTube about reaction videos. And I say I can't believe it, but I watch them, like, every day. Yeah, I think it's great. Every time I'm like, how do people do this? And then I'm always sitting there watching someone, and then I watch, like, six more of their videos reacting to shit. Like, oh, this is going <laughs> to yeah. be a good one. And it's so funny because, like, a lot of the time I'll watch someone's reaction to something before I watch that actual thing. Which <laughs> 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 makes no sense. When I find something really interesting that I really re- like react to or kind of connect to, my first thing is to search up every person who's ever reacted to that video in the history of the world. Like I've even <laughs> been watching people reacting to watching Harry Potter. What? And I've been sitting there holding my wand. And no, that's not a euphemism. <laughs> it's an actual wand that I bought. And I'm like, fucking, yeah, go, and I'm reacting with them. And it's, you kind of have that bond, like, that, not, well, that connection to the reaction that they have. And you're like, I felt that way too! Hey! <laughs> That's great. So you, you, you have a wand? I have a Harry Potter tattoo. I have so. three wands. Thank you. I have Voldemort's wand, I have Sirius Black's wand, and I have Bellatrix Lestrange's wand. Oh, I still I need the elder one, but they were out of stock. Yeah, I have a Levy Corpus tattooed on book six. Oh, see, we could talk about Harry Potter. I don't know, Brittany, I if you're very Harry much into Potter. Harry Potter, but I have a Deathly Hollows coffee mug. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds okay, guys. It's official. An episode coming up in the future, all about the Harry Nothing Potter. About Harry Potter. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Love it. Well, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah. I think we'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I mean, we always have a lot to talk about. It's just a matter of us hitting the record button first. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should explain the Chicken Chips podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should Maybe probably. that's how we can end this Fill episode. The man on the inside joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we should put that in the description. Stay tuned to the end of the episode. You have to listen all the way to the end to find out why we're called the Chicken Chips podcast. I was almost that I was almost going to not opinion. mention it and not ever answer the question. <laughs> no, I don't I, they need to know like I I yeah, I don't like that. Like, oh, it's a secret that no one will ever know. I don't like that because I need to know. 
Well, I need to know. <laughs> it was the start. It was the starter of our long late night talks. Was chicken chips the mystical yes. chicken chips? I call it the cultural exchange. Yeah, <laughs> which we still have to do. Um, yes. The, the snacks, sending each other all the snacks from all of our different exactly. parts of the world. Well, because I live in Australia. I live in Victoria, Australia, near Melbourne. And you guys live in America. Uh, don't remember exactly where. I live on the West Coast. I'm what was that, Brittany? Where do you live? I said I'm in Florida. 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 So, oh my God, that's East where the Tiger King thing. Oh, anyway. <laughs> I <fine>. know. <laughs> and, so super that's East why Coast. it's not as shocking to us Floridians because we see that crazy <laughs> shit all the time. The rest of the world is now getting in a glimpse into the fuckery that it truly is. Florida. <laughs> the Florida man is not a myth. Look it up. <laughs> well, there you go. So we got. Did you say Ohio, Drew? No, no. I'm in Oregon, so I'm Why super, I think Ohio? super west Probably. coast, and you're uh, super east coast. We're literally like the furthest apart that we could be for the the country. And then, well, that's great. And then Australia. So we're we're pretty much dividing things as as evenly as can be, considering. That's it. So one night we're just talking shit and I brought up chicken chips because we were talking about foods and what foods are different over here. And, uh, you know, some, or uh, maybe I was eating them. I can't really remember. I don't think but, you've eaten them. I think it was just, I think you were in the store and you were trying to figure out what snacks to buy or something like that. Oh, well, anyway, I brought up chicken chips and Drew's like, what's chicken chips? <laughs> I still and I'm like, like what do you mean? <laughs> still and turns like I'm t okay for those who don't know chicken. I'm talking about like potato chips that you get in a bag. They're chicken flavored, and just like what do you mean the chicken flavored? Like the just said chicken, and I'm like, and the thing that got us we're talking about it even more is I'm like, no, it doesn't really taste like chicken. <laughs> well, it's just like <laughs> chicken. So I think that the the, the the anomaly that is chicken is what is really um, is really what yes. I was focused on is that chicken actually just takes the flavor of what you cook it in. So <laughs> <laughs> describing a chicken chip as chicken flavored, what like is it baked? Is it barbecued? Is it? <laughs> but even then, Spicy like chicken, I, buffalo wings? even more by saying it doesn't really taste like chicken. Like it tastes like fake chicken. And what, and is like, fake what is fake chicken? What does fucking fake chicken taste like? So my immediate response is, okay, so poultry seasoning. And uh, no, that's not it. It's not poultry seasoning. <laughs> so I need to taste these to understand. So this is where chicken well, we chips, because know. it became a conversation over and over again. That's still just my mind starts smoothing out every time we talk about it. And to me, as an Australian, like chicken chips, like oh, of course, chicken chips, like normal, it's chicken flavored chips. Nope. Yeah, the chicken flavored. No such thing. But they're not chicken flavored. They don't exist. They like chicken, but the chicken flavored. <laughs> so it's a big misunderstanding. And it's just like um, the pictures depict like an oven talking... roasted chicken. It's like cool. So it's the most blandest taste in the world. Why would you want to buy that? <laughs> but it's so rich in flavor. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's that duality of like chicken doesn't have a taste, but all this chicken tastes like chicken. <laughs> like that's why everything tastes like chicken, right? Is because it doesn't taste like anything. Is that? But it tastes like decided? so much. <laughs> it tastes like everything, but yeah, the chicken flavor like is nothing. so strong. Like it's it's such a strong, distinct flavor. It's very synthetic, very not real, but it's chicken because it says chicken, and it's that whole thing of like, is it? Am I only saying this tastes like chicken because it says chicken on the bag? Yes. Yes, that well, is what exactly. you Exactly. I don't know. I'm imagining it tasting like if you were to, like, lick one of those, what do they call bouillon cubes? Like, yeah. chicken-flavored <laughs> one. That's what I'm thinking so it would like, taste like if you just licked that. Broth. <laughs> I mean, people might disagree with me, but personally, with my, my palate, um, it doesn't taste like chicken. Like, But then also I brought up chicken salt. And you didn't, I don't think you knew what that was either. I don't, I don't know of what chicken salt is. I don't know what that means. No, it's like a salt. So like chicken. That makes sense. Why would like you ever We have that? seasonings that are meant for Hold on. chicken let's, and stuff here. Up. But for back up. The, there's salt here. Chicken but chicken salt here. isn't for chicken. So, but why would you ever need chicken salt? What? what? You, put, you put them on. Um, hot chips, like you, know, you get from a fish and chip shop. What? So like French fries, like French fries. Yeah, but still... Well, they're not French fries; they're thick cut. Yeah, so but here that's all. That's just uh, all French fries are. French fries cuts. is in all. It's all of it. But yes, yeah, so I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand what you mean by chips, but it doesn't make sense. Why? Why would you want to make them chicken flavored? They're potato. It's they just taste great. Chickens, you just—it's something that's done. Like when you go to the chicken shop, <laughs> the, not the chicken shop. Oh my god, the fish the and chip shop. shop. The chicken shop. Or the charcoal chicken shop actually <laughs> does this as well. They make hot chips, and when they have two shakers, and in one shaker is regular salt, and in one shaker is chicken salt, and it's very normal to say, "Do you want chicken salt, or do you want regular salt?" <laughs> Who thought of the idea? Like of we like, have garlic salt and we have garlic salt, salt too. We don't. Have, I don't know about celery salt. That's some hope. That's some bullshit. Yeah, we have celery salt. <laughs> we do. Um, we probably we have, have it, but I just don't. A couple other different ones. It's not part of my belief system. We need to get into the rest of the differences because a lot of those boggle my mind. But, um, so, <laughs> I'm, I want to. <laughs> what else do you put on your fries? Because we we have condiments Nothing. for fries. We have, we, you know, there's salt, normal salt, because we're normal people. We don't put chicken on our fries. That is um, normal people. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but also have that a, conversation. A, a common thing. <laughs> so a common thing that people put on fries here that I don't like, but it happens a lot is vinegar. You do fresh Ugh. vinegar. Ugh, I God. don't because I hate vinegar. So I like salt and oh vinegar chips when they're pre-done that way, but fresh no, vinegar I, I don't like on salt fries. Vinegar, anything. vinegar needs to fuck off. No. I don't like it. I'm not I'll into it. it. I know a lot of people do, and they're wrong. Well, what about okay. pickles? Can you eat pickles? Like, do you like pickles? Pickles are the thing here. Like, people aren't like, oh, let me go get a jar of pickles. Yes. It's not a thing. Oh, my God. I, well, uh, I can eat a whole jar and drink the juice. That's just, I don't drink the juice, but the I'll, I'll eat all the I mean, you can go and get a jar of, I don't know if they're called pickles or... A gherkin's the same thing. Kind of. They're a little differently seasoned or maybe a different cucumber or something. But Anyway, they're both gross. But I think <laughs> you can you can go and buy them. 
But like, it's not like if you were to open up someone's fridge, you're not going to see a jar of pickles. Yo, that fridge is missing something very important. Ferment, fermented no, things are disgusting. so good for you. That is fermented wrong. things are so good for you. Pickles, I don't believe in it. All it needs to be so exercised. And the Lord is not approving. Pickles are so good. So I was talking to a streamer friend of mine, and he was like, get pickles out of here. They're just wet cucumbers. And I was like, wait a minute. Did you just say wet cucumbers? I like Can cucumbers. talk about that real quick? <laughs> I like cucumbers. Funny same. story about cucumbers. I was in a play once, and <laughs> in that play, it was called The Importance of Being Earnest, if you know it. I played Algernon Moncrief. Ooh. And at one point, I had to eat cucumber sandwiches. Now, oh. I was younger then, and I didn't really like cucumbers. So I thought, how can I make this taste good? So we put peanut butter on it. Gross. Now, I, for those thespians oh, out there, right. peanut butter isn't great if you want to enunciate. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on stage, and we didn't do it like in rehearsal. We just did it on the day. I'm eating these cucumber sandwiches, and I'm like, I take a bite, and then I'm like, I, my lion, I'm like, <laughs> like it's all stucking up my gums like it's 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 fucking gluing my uh, mouth together it, it was a bad decision and from that day on the cucumber sandwiches did not have peanut butter because <laughs> that was a bad life choice anyway my little side my little rant put over to the side um what were we talking about we were talking about how good pickles are. That's what we were talking about. Oh, well, about. you're wrong. So that's okay. No. Um, pickles are great. But, you know, we're all allowed to have that incorrect guy opinions. who decided oh, that cucumbers and peanut butter were a good idea right? on <laughs> stage. The they <laughs> taste good. It just isn't great for talking. No way it tastes good. There's or being no understood. Not together. That's yes. No, also, try right, it. So the peanut, I'm the peanut up, I, I love anything with a kind of peanut flavor. I love satay sauces and things like that. Oh, yeah, satay's um, great. Um, that peanutty I mean, yeah, taste with good, the, ref but... the refreshing watery crunch of the cucumber was actually quite So there's refreshing. there's a flavor combo here, in especially where in this area that I enjoy is, um, and I know you're, you're going to hate this, but it's peanut oh, butter pickle tell. bacon. Um and it's uh, Wait, peanut, say that again. peanut butter pickle bacon like on a burger. What the fuck? And it is so good together. Well, um, and it's so good together. It really is. So I actually, I will retract my, there's no way cucumbers and peanut butter could taste good because it's obviously in the same family. So I'll leave it go. Not my choice. I would go with peanut butter and bacon, but those pickles need to fuck off. <laughs> I'm not so doing it. You wouldn't even try it to for the palate? You wouldn't even I know it. I don't like pickles. But, like, I don't like certain things, but if it's meant for, like, a specific flavor palette, I'll at least try it. No. If I don't like it, I don't like it. That's crazy. I don't like beetroot, so don't put beetroot on anything, because then I'm automatically going to like it, because I can taste the beetroot. If I don't like something, I can't have it in anything. Like, there's not a single thing like I can think of that, oh, I, I don't mind it now that it's in this. <laughs> It's still shit, no matter what. Like, you put, like, a wig on a pig, it's still a pig. And that's how I see it. <laughs> Professional philosophy of Cain, everybody. Put a wig on a pig, <laughs> it's still a pig. That's going to go on my gravestone one day. <laughs> I think that's how we end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you put a wig on a pig, 
still a pig. All right. Well, uh, please remember to uh, check out all of our brand new social medias that we have out there. We have a Twitter, we have an Instagram, uh, and other things. And a Facebook. And a Facebook. And um, we all yeah. do things on social media as well. Um, most of everything I do is under Drew Plays, uh, as in I play things. <laughs> Kane, <laughs> what is your handle? On I am Mr. Rapid Kane, mate. That's Mr. Rapid Kane M8, because I'm a mate. And uh, you can find me on twitch.tv, um, maybe on Twitter, depending on if I'm lazy or not. Uh, and probably YouTube and something in the future, but at the moment, twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Rapid Kane M8. Follow me. And Brittany? I have my own personal Facebook, but for the sake of the podcast, I did start an Instagram and a Twitter hey. that is under Pink Ranger 914. So I may have a YouTube coming up in the works, which will also go by the same name, but I'm still a little undecided on that one. Stay nice. tuned and we'll keep you updated with any kind of <laughs> updates to our social media presence. Yeah, I stream now that uh, we're influencers. a couple times a week uh, on Twitch at Drew Plays and Kane streams uh, frequently. Whenever well. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Come uh, ask us I should about probably put down another schedule, but you know. Yellow swag for twenty blazing dab. I dabbed. <laughs> Did you? Did you dab? Or did you say you dabbed? <laughs> I dabbed. I had to tell you that because you can't see it. <laughs> but one day you might be able to see it in glorious three sixty p. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what happened? Like, will everything will align? We'll meet up in person all one day and have a live podcast in front of ten thousand people. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll. I'm sure. Like, at some point. Yeah, we'll do. We could do a live podcast through Mixer and co-stream, and you know, get some webcams up or video up there so that you we can interact with you live and you know answer questions. You, you know, Q and A one would be great. Oh, you know, it'd be great a Q and A episode once we have enough. You know, some you know actual people who are interested. Do a little yeah. bit of a Q and A. Especially on like um, uh, Twitch, play some live, twenty-one questions. A live Twitch Q and A, so we can sit here and read chat while we play games. That'd for sure. Cool. And I think you know, if for anyone who's listening, you know, if you have any suggestions, you know, any way we can improve, we we love constructive criticism. Don't be a dick. Um. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you put a wig on a pig, it's still a pig. <laughs>